0: Hello, I'm Dwayne Peters with the Lupus Foundation of America, which is the founder and owner of the open access journal, Lupus Science and Medicine, that is published by BMJ. On this podcast, we will be speaking with Professor Ronald van Vollenhoven, the co-editor-in-chief of Lupus Science and Medicine. Professor van Vollenhoven is chair of the Department of Rheumatology and Clinical Immunology at the Amsterdam University Medical Centers, and Director of the Amsterdam Rheumatology and Immunology Center, ARC, in Amsterdam, the Netherlands. Our topic today is a wrap-up of the 2021 ULAR Congress that was held from June 2nd through June 5th. Professor van Vollenhoven, welcome to the podcast. Let's begin by telling our listeners a little bit about the ULAR Congress, who participates, and what topics are covered during this meeting.
1: So this was the annual Congress of the ULAR, And EULAR, it used to stand for the European League Against Rheumatism, but they actually formally changed their name on January 1st of this year to the European Alliance of Rheumatology Associations. But they still use the name EULAR because it's very much ingrained. And it's the biggest European organization that is an umbrella for all of the national organizations, both for the scientists, the healthcare providers, the doctors, the physiotherapists, everything. And also for the associations of patients, which there are also at the national level, there are many patient associations and they all come together under this big EULAR umbrella. And EULAR as an organization has this annual Congress, which is uh, one of the biggest rheumatology events on the calendar. And it was a great thing to be part of it once again. Online, totally. It would have been in Paris, which I think many of us would have preferred, but it ended up being the virtual Congress for the second time technically it's really amazing how well it can work in terms of content it is great you know there's excellent science very very good educational things great reports but of course we also miss the the interaction and being there together so this is very big so i think when the congress started there were eighteen thousand people had registered and more and more were added during the congress and it's a very a very big mix of all kinds of program parts. I think being, you know, a scientist, I go primarily for the new scientific data that are being presented and that can be done on posters or in oral presentations. And both are great. Now, as I already mentioned, this is about all the different musculoskeletal diseases, every aspect of rheumatology and of movement and of the joints and the bones and the muscles. But of course, there is also attention to systemic lupus erythematosus. There are sessions devoted to that disease, sessions by the scientists, sessions that have to do with clinical education, how you take care of patients, problems that you run into. And also there are sessions by the patients and for the patients. And other healthcare providers also can have sessions on different topics.
0: Okay, so let's dive into some of the presentations about lupus that you found interesting.
1: I was encouraged by how much content there was about lupus. Again, I look at the scientific presentations, lots of new data being presented. I'll get back to that in a moment. But also sessions that are intended for the general rheumatologist or other doctors, things that they need to know. There was a very nice session about pregnancy issues for women with lupus and how to deal with that, all from the stage where it's a pregnancy wish to also where the actual pregnancy has to be made to go as well as possible. A lot about medications and then different sessions about how to measure the disease I think we started off the EULAR Congress with a very good session that had the focus on remission. Remission is a concept. It's something that doctors often say, patients may also say it. they like to be in remission. That's where you want to be if you suffer from a chronic disease. And then we all have a concept that it means that you're not bothered by the disease, that you feel okay. But how to define it? That actually turns out to be not so easy. And so there's been a big effort by a large international group called the Doris Group, and it's not named after Doris Day. It is Doris because that stands for definition of remission in SLE. And the Doris Group has been working for several years. And at this Euler Congress, they presented the final report, I had the pleasure of doing that, where the definition of remission was presented, made known. It's a fairly simple definition. If you just look at it, it's only really two things. There has to be an index, the SLEET-A index, which has to be zero, the level has to be zero. That's very important. And also the global assessment has to also, the physician's global assessment has to also be low. But there are several other additional requirements that get a little bit more into the small print. I don't think I should go through everything. The prednisone dose should not be more than five milligram a day. That's important. And this definition is probably going to be useful in a number of ways. And I'm pretty excited about that because we are going to be able to educate better around lupus, knowing what the remission definition is. And this is going to be a great point for researchers that if they do a study on a group of patients or a clinical trial or an observational cohort, they can actually also ascertain the remission frequencies. And if it's a uniform definition used by everybody, then it can be compared also across registries, across trials, across nations and other boundaries. And of course, very importantly, this can also be a target in the patient-physician interaction to try to say, okay, this is what we want to achieve. It's aspirational because we know that we may not be able to achieve it for all patients, but it's very good to have it clearly
0: in the focus. So this was a good session. What were some of the other lupus presentations that generated interest among the Congress participants?
1: Of course, there's a lot of interest now in the new medications for lupus. It's quite a unique year, 2021. Because there have been two new drugs approved for lupus, or actually one new drug and an existing drug, were both approved for lupus nephritis for the kidney involvement. The one drug is voclosporin, which is completely new, and the other is Belimumab, Benlista, which has of course been around, but not for lupus nephritis. It was around for general lupus, and now it's also for lupus nephritis. And those results, the main results of those two drugs had already been presented at other meetings, but now there were quite a lot of follow-up studies where people start looking in more detail, like, so how does it really work? And for which which set of patients is this most useful. I think the general picture that emerges is that these are going to be very useful indeed for patients with lupus nephritis, especially the more severe kind, of course, of the lupus nephritis, and then in combination with other existing drugs, and then the results can really be very, very good. Other medications that are currently in development are also of much interest, and again, much of it has been presented previously, but there is further refinements on anifrolumab, which is now under review by the regulatory authorities, and people are very anxious and sort of excited to find out if that's going to get approved, and that would be a totally new kind of treatment focusing uh, the, on the interferon pathway. And again, there was a lot of secondary studies that looked then at, well, is there a certain patient type that would respond most to these kind of drugs? In this case, it does seem that patients with the low complement, which is you know, a blood test that is used a lot in lupus, that that actually is a patient group that tends to benefit even more from this particular treatment for manapherolumab. There were also other treatments that were in earlier stages of clinical development, some in phase two and with with interesting results. And I think we have reason to be optimistic that new treatments are emerging.
0: So in addition to presentations specifically about lupus, what other topics were discussed that might be relevant to lupus?
1: So, you know, in rheumatoid arthritis, there is progress in seeing how the different patients could maybe be divided into subcategories. And that, of course, is the kind of thing that we also really want to do in lupus. So that is actually inspiring. I thought there was a very interesting presentation of immunoglobulin, which is, you know, IVIG or whatever you want to call it. It's uh, an old blood product that has been used for 30 years in the treatment of various autoimmune diseases and always with a relative lack of really good controlled trials. And now there was a presentation of a clinical trial in patients with dermatomyositis using intravenous gamma globulin, the proderm study with very strong positive results. Is this relevant for lupus? I actually think it is because dermatomyositis and systemic lupus erythematosus do share quite a lot of characteristics. For one thing, kids who get dermatomyositis in their early teenage years or even as as children, it actually often morphs into lupus at a later point in time. So I think there are reasons to think that this could also be an important result for lupus. And there's other things happening in the world of the connective tissue diseases in general and in rheumatology in general. It's still an exciting time to be in this field and lots of reasons for optimism.
0: So, Professor van Vollenhoven, what was your overall impression about the success of this year's ULAR Congress?
1: I think as a final comment, I want to say that it's really nice to have a Congress with healthcare providers, but also the patients. So, this is really an enrichment. Uh, I think for the Lupus Foundation of America, that is, of course, a very important part of what they do and uh, try to play these roles. And I think we have a very nice working model in the ULAR Congress by bringing these to the different stakeholders, as you can call them, together in one Congress. You may wonder what uh, lupus science and medicine has to do with all these uh, activities in a Congress. I think, first of all, Lupus Science and Medicine is a platform for communicating scientific results. And so people who present at the Congress typically also want to publish. And so I do think that many of the great and exciting presentations in the field of lupus that were presented now at the ULAR Congress, I hope they will appear at some point in time in Lupus Science and Medicine. And as the editor-in-chief, I have had many chances of talking to the author and saying, hey, would you consider that? And of course, um, there's a little bit of competition. There are other journals too, but I'm optimistic that more and more people are going to realize that lupus science and medicine, if you're doing lupus research or lupus clinical studies, it's really an excellent place to put your results to work. And we and the editorial team are going to try to do everything possible to make it also a positive experience for the scientists. What I'm looking forward to, especially for lupus science and medicine, is receiving our first impact factor, hopefully quite soon this year, for sure. And that it will be a good impact factor and that will hopefully also boost the people's interest in submitting papers to lupus science and medicine and having even more good science and great results being published in this journal.
0: Well, it sounds like it was a very successful meeting for everyone. Our listeners can learn more about the ULAR 2021 Congress by visiting the Congress's website at congress.ular.org. We have been speaking with Professor Ronald van Vollenhoven, the Co-Editor-in-Chief of Lupus Science and Medicine. He is Chair of the Department of Rheumatology and Clinical Immunology at the Amsterdam University Medical Centers and Director of the Amsterdam Rheumatology and Immunology Center, ARC, in Amsterdam, the Netherlands. For Lupus Science and Medicine and BMJ, I'm Dwayne Peters with the Lupus Foundation of America. Thank you for listening.